What makes a law firm? It's about passion, knowledge, understanding, and service. That's what defines Fluxman's. In this podcast series, we take you behind the desks of some of South Africa's smartest legal minds. Daryl Furman is one of the attorneys here at Fluxman's, and we're getting to meet some of the people who make the place work, who are um, behind their desks working hard for their clients and uh, changing the law in some respects and and uh, figuring out things about the law that all of us haven't figured out yet. And uh, in many ways, I suppose this is the uh, the, 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 the place where the the real action happens where the, where the, the interesting stuff takes place. So Daryl matriculated at Sandringham High School. He was also junior mayor, so he's a total underachiever <laughs> in uh, 1990. Mayor of Johannesburg, eh? Junior mayor of Joburg. Believe it or not. In, wow. In fact, I think my title is Alderman now that I'm… Uh, yeah. I mean, did you have I'm, to wear a little chain as the I junior did mayor? I a robe and a chain. We had to attend oh. council meetings. So, I mean, stuff. how old were you at that stage? I must have been about 16, 17. It's huge responsibility. Yes and no. Um, it's only junior council. Yeah. Um, but, it's a uh, big deal. But, uh, yes, at the time, uh, and it was great for me. It was a good experience. And um, I got to obviously spend time and be involved in opportunities, uh, charities, etc. Um, and to address large audiences on, sure, on, on, on the youth's perspective um, when it came to real life. Well, I imagine that gave you plenty of experience early on in addressing crowds and standing up in front of you know, important people and having, a, having things to say and saying the right things because for a lot of people that's very, very scary. Yes, at the time I was very good at that. Um, it's kind of... Uh, that the edge has kind of come off a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I sit in an office these days, uh, but uh, yeah, um, it did it. It helps you in later life and to be able to address people, um, which being an attorney and to collect your thoughts and to address um, a, a, a boardroom, yeah. um, yes, it did stand in good stead. That's terrific. You you went on and uh, did your BCom at Unisa in 98, LLB in 2000. Joined Nathanson Bowman and Nathan Attorneys in 2001, admitted as an attorney in 2003. And then uh, you became a partner there and you were admitted as a conveyancer. You joined Fluxman's in 2008 in the property department and the commercial department. So you've really been doing a lot of interesting stuff. Yes, and I've been exposed to a, a two different types of law firm. Mm. Um, the, uh, at Nathanson Bowman and Nathan, it was a general practitioner. Um, we consisted of about three partners. You, as a general practitioner, you don't have the luxury of specializing in a specific field of law. Mm-hmm. Um, in articles within the first six of months of articles as a candidate attorney, I'd, uh, I'd managed my own magistrate court trial. I'd run it. I had, uh, by the time I'd finished articles, um, wound up deceased estates. I'd been involved in labor issues. And, um, and that's something that a general practitioner has to know how to do. Um, yeah. You don't have, as I say, the luxury of specializing and having a client that's looking at you for one specific requirement. Um, you have more of a general client and you need to assist them in all their needs. Sure. They come in and they, they give you a, a range of activities that they need help with and, and you have to go, sure, I'll, that's what I'm here for. Correct. But it must be an interesting stage in your career where you decide eventually this is the area I'm going to specialize in or these are the 
the various areas that I'd like to take my practice into. How do you even begin to decide that stuff? Is it based on what you enjoy doing? Is it based on what you're really good at? Because sometimes the two aren't the same. Um, or is it uh, something that, you, that happens by chance? You, just, you fall into an area of law that, that you feel is the most comfortable and that you, you can become a, a specialist in, and eventually, you, before you know it, you're an expert. Um, I think, well, you definitely have to have a passion for what you specialize in. Um, in my in my example, I was, as I say, at a, at a smaller firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd just been involved in a transaction. Um, on the other side was a gentleman by the name of Gerald Rubenstein, who was an ex-partner of, of Fluxman's. And uh, unbeknown to me, after the transaction was concluded, he had whispered into Phil Vellet's ear, that he should look at potentially taking me on. Wow. Um, this in turn led to, to interviews with Phil and me coming across to Fluxman's. Um, at the time, my so even if you're opposing counsel, you might get a. It, it, it wasn't an opposing counsel. It, it wasn't a litigation matter. Okay. It was a transaction involved right. a property. Sure. Um, and but he was obviously really impressed with you. Or oh, I paid him enough. <laughs> 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 but so, so as I say, so, so, so it came from a, a property transaction. So naturally when I spoke with Phil, um, he identified that there would be a position available for me in the property law department. Um, so I joined Fluxman's in 2008 in property and, um, and I got the wonderful opportunity of being involved in a firm, in a, in a, in a larger firm which does, um, where, where your practitioners do specialize. Mm. And I was, uh, somehow the stars were aligned and I had this wonderful opportunity to be mentored by Ira Epstein. Oh, wow. Um, who, we met Ira. Uh, we met Ira. Ira's terrific. Ira's probably one of uh, the best commercial attorneys there are in South Africa. Yeah. And I got this opportunity uh, after begging, uh, yeah. cap in hand. Sure. Um, Holding was by Ira, the scruff was, of the neck. Was, was Ira easy to learn from? No, we or did will he get to that. We, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, so, so basically, by, by being involved here, I, I imposed myself upon Ira and I really, I begged him to teach me and to mentor me in commercial law. Yeah. Um, so that was just an opportunity. So that was luck. That was chance because mm. I was here. I'm not sure if I would have been exposed to that. Um, opportunity somewhere else or if I stayed where I was. So you asked, is it something that, you, you know, you, do you have a choice? Do you decide yourself? You know, this was just the opportunity. Well, as you say, and the stars aligned. The stars were aligned. Mm. And um, yes, uh, Ira is very difficult, mm. but a fantastic attorney. No, obviously, you know, sometimes there, there are people who have tremendous skill and tremendous ability in a certain area, but they don't always make the best teachers. And I think um, it's it's to his credit that Ira uh, eventually relented and 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 took you on because clearly he's he's created another commercial attorney of some repute and 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 property not just commercial stuff. Sure, and yeah. uh, and I didn't wear him down enough. He continues <laughs> to do so. I mean that that's just the gentleman. Still, that's the gentleman that he is. And does he continue to offer solicited and unsolicited advice all the time? Right. All the time. Now, not, we, not necessarily related to law. No, sure. Can we quickly talk about property? Because it's obviously something that's very pertinent um, when it comes to a lot of the stuff that's going on in South Africa at the moment. We hear a lot of political stuff around property law. Um, are, are you sure that people in this country even understand how property law works? I mean, they obviously have to come to lawyers for complicated stuff. But these are old concepts in law, right? 
Yes, there are concepts. Um, the processes involved are technical. So um, in transferring a property, people have heard of other people selling and transferring houses. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you do find is that they don't actually understand the process involved. Right. So although it's been happening for 100 years, yeah. um, it's, it's something that needs to be explained. Um, and it, the landscape is forever changing. Um, there are always changes made to acts. There's nothing, uh, th- sorry, there are things that change in the processes or way deeds office handles itself. So, um, I don't think it's something that was set in stone a hundred years ago and it hasn't sure. changed. It's, it's, it's evolving. evolving all the time. But I think that a lot of people are also confused. Maybe you can help explain this to me and, and to anyone else who hears this. What is the difference between a conveyancer and other kinds of attorney. All right. So a conveyancer is somebody who has written a conveyancing exam and has been admitted as a as a conveyancer. Mm-hmm. Um, a conveyancer is a person who is um, authorised um, to sign documents which are lodged and registered in the deeds office. So a, a, a an attorney is not a conveyancer. Cannot. Um, obviously register but you can be both like you are you can be both and there's also a notary in fact my original principal back at my nathanson bowman nathan days said to me that you're not an attorney until you have got both your conveyancing and your notary sure okay so there's you see there are there are small intricate details here that a lot of people miss yes so when i talk about property in in south africa and when you hear most people talking about it I don't, I don't know that anyone really, except people in the law, get how, the, 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 what the correct process is for the transfer of properties, why we have a deeds office. Um, and we're talking about immovable property here. Mm. We're talking about land or, or buildings or um, leases or whatever else it is. Well, not, ne- not necessarily leases, but, but ownership of, of property in a, either sectional title or a corporation or whatever it might be. So what do you find are the, are the biggest issues that are brought to you? What kinds of cases are you dealing with daily? What is the, the bread and butter stuff? And what are the exceptional things that, that occasionally pique your interest and surprise you? Okay, so the, the daily things I deal with are your straightforward um, transfer of properties. Um, it can be residential. It could be um, um, commercial properties. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that uh, pique my interest is when there is other elements involved, um, when it's a sale of a property together with a, an existing lease um, and the various ways that you can structure that kind of a transaction to benefit um, the parties. Um, then there are registration of sectional title schemes, which, which are quite big projects. Uh, you're approached by a developer who has... Um, found this opportunity, a piece of land that he wants to develop, and you assist them right from the beginning in obtaining their finance from banks, then going through the motions of registering um, the schemes at the deeds office, and then after that, the onward transfer of the properties, be it sectional title or or freehold uh, stands in a township, that you transfer to your end, end users, as we call them. Are you also the guy who, if I if I have a problem with something like a usufruct or a servitude, do I come and talk to you? Yes, you do. Um, however, that that falls within the realm of a notary. 
Okay. Um, so when it comes to certain aspects of property law, um, you would also require a notary. A notary has additional, um, or should I say different um, powers to, to a conveyancer. And when it comes to things like registering exclusive use areas in a mm-hmm. sectional title scheme, normally your balcony or your parking area is an exclusive use area. And then in that event, a notary is the person who's authorized, who, who has the ability to go and register that deed or that, as we call an arterial session at, at the deeds office. Um, People get very um, emotional about property. And, and I mean, you talk about parking or balconies and things. And I've, I've heard stories, and I'm sure you deal with these things daily, about bad neighbors and about people who keep using each other's parkings even though they don't have the right to and people will empty things over the balcony in a in a complex and these are the kinds of things that i suppose happen every day right and and occasionally it gets escalated to lawyers yes most definitely um and the best part about it is i simply get hold of one of my litigation attorneys and tell them i've got a matter for them (laughs) The, the, the biggest problem I really encounter in, in conveyancing and in transferring of properties is really the city council. Um, and most delays are occasioned not by the attorney or the parties in signing documentation or drafting the documentation. It's really in the council providing what we call clearance figures, um, which you need uh, in order and once paid to get a clearance certificate, which is a document that you lodge with your transfer. Mm-hmm. And matters can be held up for months by virtue of the municipality, um, either there being a legitimate problem, uh, for example, a meter that's not working mm-hmm. and they cannot then estimate what charges they should, they should uh, put forward on these clearance figures. And others, unfortunately, I think they undermanned. They, they don't have the manpower um, and you're being very generous. Mm-hmm. And, and, <laughs> and, and that is, and that's really where we pull our hair out is, is in waiting on the council to, yeah. to proceed with the transfer. And unfortunately, um, clients don't understand that. Yeah. And I think the, they, the whole they tend thing to get about up, uh, impatient with everybody. And I think the whole thing about any, any legal process is at the outset, you sit down with the parties and you explain to them and you, you give them, this is the process. These are the steps. This is where you can expect to find a delay, and and this is what we're generally experiencing now. And at least they're educated from the beginning, and that kind of helps. Um, but not, I guess, when you're waiting to take transfer of sure. your new house and it's been six or seven months. Yeah, but it must feel good too when you conclude a, a, a transfer or you conclude a matter that that was maybe even very aggressive and very difficult. And you manage to bring it to some closure and there's, there's a, a feeling of success and achievement at the end of that. Sure, you get to sleep the next night. It's fantastic. <laughs> Just the once. So, Just the once. So, Daryl, what do you do to get to sleep and what do you do to relax? Because law is, is fractious and it's not always easy. So, I, I like to swim. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a great swimmer, but uh, I, I take part in, in open water swimming events. I swim that's, at the gym. That's not small. That's a big deal. <laughs> Listen, it's only once a year, but <laughs> it's once. It's good enough. And um, 
Um, I've got young children, so I love spending time with my children. And How old are they? So I've got a 13-year-old going on to about 28 and a 10-year-old. <laughs> you can figure out which is the daughter. <laughs> I can tell, yeah. Uh, is it is it uh, scary for um, would-be boyfriends to know that her dad is a, an attorney? It is. Yeah, good. V- very much so. We like that. Yes. Uh, yeah. We make sure that they know that. Yes, and they've got a very big uncle as well, and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you swim at the gym. You sometimes do these outdoor swimming events. Is there other stuff that you need to do sometimes to get your head out of the office? Because you don't want to take work home with you. And, and you know, if you've got things to do with the kids or you want to just quietly relax and be with your wife, you don't want to be worrying about work. Yeah. Well, my wife and I are still pretty social. Um, we like to go out on a Saturday night, um, take time off, see a movie, even go away for the weekend. Um, so... I guess a very important thing about practicing law is to try and find a balance, as you say. Um, it's very easy to work all the time, to work at the office, come home and work, work weekends. Mm. Um, what my advice is, is really to try and establish a balance. The last thing you want to do is, you know, regret missing out on things um, because you worked so hard. Yes, that would be uh, appreciated, but... Um, but you don't want to have regrets. No, correct. No. Tell me, tell me what the difference is, and you've, you've already explained how your, the, the practice worked in the previous firm that you were at. How does it differ here at Fluxman's, and what kinds of things do you really enjoy about being here? Okay, so the, the difference is, as I say, is I, I really specialize in two fields of law. I do commercial, um, general commercial uh, agreements, transactions, and I do my property, and I, and I really focus on those two, two areas. Um, the great thing is when um, someone approaches a client of ours um, is that we can give them the service of other of our practitioners mm. in other areas of the law. So we are kind of a, a, a one-stop a, a one shop. Um, but they're getting specialized expert service from everybody instead correct. of like a general thing. But it's also you've got some interesting colleagues here. I mean, we, you know, you, you talk to people who are really passionate about what they do, and I can see that from you as well. Yeah. It's nice to have people that you can also just pop into the office next door and say, hey, what do you think of this? No, absolutely. Um, I could take you right now to any, any of our, our professionals, even our support staff. You knock on their door. They'll welcome you in. They'll put down what they're doing. It's very much an open-door policy. And that's what's great about working at Fluxman's. Um, and that actually emanates from our senior, our senior partner, Phil. Yeah. And, um. A great guy. Yeah. And, and, and that's his approach. And, and naturally we all, we all follow that. Yeah. I, I also think that probably a lot of people are very intimidated by the law from the outside. But for you guys on the inside, you, you kind of just treat it like anyone else with their own work. Um, do you get people who are very impressed when you tell them that you're an attorney? And because I, I would imagine it's, it's, you know, there's a status attached to that. Sure, all my daughter's friends think <laughs> it's great. Huh? Not your own. <laughs> I can friend. imagine what they're discussing at school. I mean, um, yes, there's a state, there's a there's a status attached to it, um, as with any other profession. Yeah. Um, and it's very impressive for mother-in-laws or would-be mother-in-laws. Yeah. Did it help when you get when you got married? Not not me specifically. My my mom in law actually advised my wife, whatever you do, don't marry a, marry a lawyer. 
Well, I'm sure that she's uh, very happy with what she's got now and a son-in-law. But it's a pleasure to meet you, Daryl, and all the best with the practice. It sounds like things are going very, very well. Off to a good start for 2019. And uh, nice of you to come and talk to us. I know you've probably got a ton of work to do. We're gonna we're gonna we see do, what your desk. Look at the office. We'll see what your desk looks like. Even though you asked uh, them to clean it up for you while you were here talking to me, so that you we wouldn't see a mess. Post to give away my secrets, oh, Gareth. But sorry. <laughs> Thanks no very hiding much, that Jack. stuff from us. Thanks so much, Daryl. That's great. You've been listening to Fluxman's Attorneys for the Love of Law. For more information, go to fluxmans.com.